Halloween. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Coming up on almost 814, we will keep you uh, updated on the roads with frequent updates from Debbie in the Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic Center so that you can plan a route around some of the trouble spots. Weather will be an issue today. A couple of rounds, snow this morning and then snow this afternoon again, maybe mixed in with some rain. Not real pretty if you have trick-or-treat today. Although it does sound like... For the most part, you won't have to do much to the sidewalks or the driveway. Hey, you're not like Niz, shoveling this. Yeah, Niz said it might be a little slushiness in some spots, but otherwise more of a grassy thing, right? Also ahead on the program today, in terms of your Halloween content, we will... <laughs> I've relented, and we will air on the radio our annual, our second annual right. Halloween radio show. <laughs> A recent review of the show because it's dropped online already, and if you'd like to hear it ahead of time, but don't don't leave the program and go listen. We'll do it for you at eight forty. The old National Bank Talk and Text Line is eight five five six one six one six twenty. You can text the word show and we'll send you the link. This is from Colin in Delafield. I listened to the Santa Claus. That is that's the name of the show. Yes. Santa Claus Halloween radio show. Wow, lol. It was better than last year's. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if that gets All us right. to. It's arable. He called it dark and disturbing. It is. It's. It's. Say. Hey, it's Halloween horror radio. Okay. So it's. It's dark. We will air it. We will air it. We will. Yes. At, absolutely. At eight forty. You already promised. This I did already promise. So that is coming up at eight forty this morning. I'm also going to give you an opportunity to sell back some of your kids' Halloween candy, and I'll tell you one of the local dentist's office that's doing that. A number of them in the area do. But we'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up. I want to start on kind of a serious note here, like more of a frustration. Okay. Connecting kind of two stories about how we talk out of both sides of our mouth here in Milwaukee. I don't mean just the cities. Milwaukee City, Milwaukee County, this area, what have you. You can't simultaneously complain about something, but then also complain about the potential solution. And I'm going to start here with the county budget testimony. Just heard it in the top of the hour news. Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office asking for... What's it, a $7 million boost in funding? Most urgently to address staffing shortages at the county jail. And what's going on at the jail? We've had a number of deaths, in-custody yeah, deaths. It's been a rough couple of years. Even when we're avoiding that, you have the sheriff, and she's not the first. Previous sheriff, Ernell Lucas, previous sheriff, uh, we're all complaining. I can't staff this jail. And you have people working the jail saying it's not safe. They have job fairs where they will tell you, we'll hire you on the spot. With virtually no experience, we'll train you, we'll do all of these things, and they are having a lot of trouble finding corrections officers. It's an urgent need. So doesn't it stand to reason you would ask for, okay, if you want me to hire people, i got to boost wages, i got to do sure. other things, right. we have to increase training, and that's something that we want, right? Guess not. That money needs to come from somewhere, and that somewhere is our communities. And as you chip away at our communities, you harm people. We're hearing from people tonight who deserve services like housing and transit, things that measurably improve the lives of everyone in the county. Okay, but some people do bad stuff and they need to go somewhere at least for a while. Like, we have to have a jail, and it has to be staffed, and it has to be safe. Regardless of what whatever you've done to end up in the jail, it has to be safe for the inmates. And this idea that we're not spending money on other things, that it's always an either or, well, we need we should be spending money on housing. We should be sending money on transit. Are we not already running? The magic bus is up and running. It's still free to get on. 
Like we created an entire new transit system, the bus rapid transit. They're talking about expanding it on 27th Street. They're talking about expanding it in other places. You can hop on there for free. Are we not investing in transit? It's just a complete fallacy to suggest like, here's some more money for this part of the budget, but it's money that's always being taken away from other things. It's not either or. We are funding transit. This proposed budget, nearly $16 million additional dollars to transit, nearly $6 million additional dollars for new affordable housing initiatives. We're already doing that. We have to understand how it is that they're using, or in better terms, misusing that budget that they already have. Yeah, again, more opposition to increasing the sheriff's office budget. What else are you supposed to do? Like, what's the other answer in terms of addressing shortages of corrections officers at the jail? I have to send inmates someplace else would be the only other option. Right. And so you can't complain about that, again, with the false equivalency of these either or arguments and deny the funding mechanism to provide a solution to the problem. And I bet some of these folks are the same crowd that's out there decrying conditions at the jail, demanding change. And they're right to because we need to fix that. Can't have people dying in your jail. They need better supervision. They need better procedures. They need better trained corrections officers, and they need more of them. And I don't know any other way to achieve that other than increasing that budget. And now you complain that they're increasing the budget. Next story. City of Milwaukee now. That was county. Let's talk about the city. They're still moaning and wailing over the city having to throw a couple of million dollars a year at the American Family Field funding package, which is sitting right now in the state Senate been approved at one level in the legislature. Meanwhile, the city continues to celebrate throwing good money after bad toward the corner of Fond du Lac and North. Currently, it sits as a rundown, boarded-up eyesore on Milwaukee's north side, but a local developer is looking to give it new life. TMJ4's Tom Durian reporting on this latest project proposal. This is the old Sears building, and Tom's right. It is an eyesore. Nobody disagrees with that. It's been vacant for quite some time. And a local developer, Kalen Haywood Sr., well-connected to a lot of decision-makers in the city, and to his son, Kalen Haywood Jr., who, oh, by the way, is a state representative from Milwaukee, okay, is, quote, looking to give it new life. He's been looking and spending city money for years and has produced, to date, virtually nothing. This was the spot, you remember this story, where there was going to be a new luxury hotel? Mm-hmm, yep. So, same property, same developer. They were going to build a luxury hotel, yes, at Fond du Lac and North, with all this conference space and all this other stuff, all these other promises, got millions in city loans to acquire their property, to design the project, to make some changes, hadn't paid a dime back, was supposed to start making payments on that loan years ago, got that extended twice, was looking for a third extension, never built the hotel, has now scrapped that plan and has a new plan. Haywood is calling the future Sears Market a regional community and entertainment destination with apartments, office space, an art gallery, event space, and even a brewery. The city hoping the development becomes a rising tide that lifts all boats. We know that it's going to have a catalytic effect on the surrounding community. Um, you know, folks in this neighborhood deserve to have that just as much as anyone else. Okay, no argument there. That's Lafayette Crump, Commissioner of City Development, on the back end of Tom's report there. Not, I like Lafayette Crump. Know him. Uh, I think he has a lot of good vision for the city. I think he's the right guy in that position. Sure, don't disagree with him any there. But you heard Tom in his reports using the word hope. <laughs> they hope to make this and they hope to make that. What gives anyone hope that this will turn out anything differently than what it has so far for the last several years? A lot of promises, very little action. Talking about millions of dollars in city loans. We're at $4 million or so, so far. $5 million more on the table for future loans. No indication over the years that this development is capable of actually rising from the ground. I don't know if it's a very aggressive new plan. It couldn't get 
financial backing from independent sources outside of the city, what which would, apparently has all sorts of money to throw around. What would another option be? Hope that a private entity, another one rolls in right. and purchases it? And I, I have no problem. The city subsidizes stuff all over the place, right? Sure. They're helping sure. this multi-billion dollar corporation, Northwestern Mutual, build a new tower, Correct. rework That's, its tower yep. here. So. This happens all the time. Milwaukee Tool wants to move jobs. Okay, throw a bunch of money at them. So this happens. My my issue isn't so much there. It's just this particular developer, this particular spot, how many times do you need to see the same movie over and over again? It ends the same way every time so far. So we ought to be far more careful with that kind of money. But then the larger point I'm making is let's not invest $2 million or so a year in American Family Field, this proven entity that draws 2.5 million fans to 80-some baseball games a year, that has concerts, that produces is an economic driver. You have the sales tax that it generates, the food and beverage tax that it generates, injects energy and vitality into the city, but let's moan, wail, scream, and cry over that with this decades-long track record of success, but we'll just throw around millions of dollars to something that over and over and over again has produced no results. Like, which way is it in the city? What is my argument here? Am I making an argument for American Family Field or what am I doing? Well, I mean, I am, but no, I, I guess it's frustrated. I, I understand what your point is. Your point is more of where you're putting your money to make sure that there's actually going to be a successful outcome to the end of it. Or Right. And, if and, and to argue one and not the other yes, seems odd. That's what bugged me. So if you're going to throw money around, it's stuff like this. All right. Can we end the conversation on American Family Field? Pony up and let's get that done. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A28 in Wisconsin's Morning News, trick-or-treat day where you live. Kids are going back out despite the weather. Oh, yeah, they'll be out there Your no matter what. Your daughter already went Saturday and brought home 11 pounds of candy. <laughs> but still, like, I think all the houses at that point at the end of the night were, like, dumping their bowls into her bag. <laughs> I was trying to be one of those houses. I told you, my wife and daughter were kind of handing, handing out the candy. and yeah. it's, We went 4 to 7 on Sunday okay. in Greendale where I live, and it's after 6 o'clock and kids are coming to pick two. I'm like, no, take, <laughs> take, take it, it away because it's still in my house right. now. Right? Of course. I'll just bring it in the office. It'll be gone. Uh, local dentist office celebrating more than 10 years of buying back thousands of pounds of trick-or-treat candy and donating thousands. it to Wisconsin troops overseas. I talked with Dr. Chad Zambon of Dental Professionals in Germantown. The way it works is we are encouraging children after trick-or-treating to bring in their excess candy to our office to donate it to, I shouldn't say donate it because we're going to be buying it back from them, but we're going to be putting it into care packages that will then be sent to Wisconsin soldiers that are stationed overseas. How much do you get? Last year we were just under 1,350 pounds. <laughs> when you think about, from your perspective as a dentist, Man, that's a lot of sugar not going on the teeth of our area young people. Yeah, you would be shocked at the boxes of candy that we have after just taking these candy donations for, you know, for three hours that one day. And there's an opportunity also with that. I'll mention that young people can come in and they can write cards that will go with the care packages, right? So they can communicate and and that probably even more than the candy is welcomed by by our troops. Yeah, we've heard back from the soldiers saying that not only they appreciate the special treat, but they really like getting these appreciation letters sent from the kids. The kids are welcome to 
you know, draw a picture or color pictures. We have some stations set up to put in anything else they want with the care packages, which is always much appreciated. Okay, knowing virtually no kids ever brush or floss as much as you would like to have them do. (laughs) Give us your advice, particularly around this time of year, for taking care of our teeth when we are eating a little bit of extra candy. Advice will still be the same. You know, we need to brush our teeth, definitely morning time, most importantly, a night before they go to bed, and flossing a night before they go to sleep as well is is critical. Uh, As far as candy choices, the chocolate candy choices are much better than the sticky candy choices. Things like... Starburst and Skittles and the hard candies, those are the worst things for your teeth, for sure. Dr. Zambon works with Hunzinger Construction to put together those care packages for our troops. That's dental professionals on Mequon Road in Germantown. They'll buy back up to five pounds of candy per kid. And it's a 3 to 6 p.m. tomorrow event. So go out and get that candy and then sell it back. (laughs) Make yourself some money. And right, if that's not a convenient spot for you, a lot of area dentist's office will do that. So some of them have these buybacks and they send it out to the troops. Um, He said one of the things the troops have have communicated back to them is not that they're just sitting there eating all this candy, but they then use it when they're overseas to ingratiate themselves to Give local the community, right? Yeah. Hand it out to the kids. Brandon said, Brandon Snyder, our veteran here, when he was in Afghanistan and in Iraq, he said that the kids loved it. It was like a, an amazing treat. So that is uh, that. Again, dental professionals, Mequon Road in Germantown. Five pounds of candy per kid, three to six tomorrow, November 1st. News is coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. I did promise, so we're going to do it. Set it up, E. All right, so this is the second annual holiday radio show, expertly produced by Greg Pancake Hill. Uh, We pulled it from a story I wrote when I was 12, and I still have it here. I wrote it for an English class. For school, this paper. Uh, Just going to warn you. I'm going to read just a quick snippet just to warn you, because you don't want to hear about this after the fact. It's a Halloween radio show, which means it's a scary, somewhat dark Radio show. It's very dark. (laughs) Eric, I'm well pleased with the solid substance and tight organization, my teacher wrote. You obviously spent considerable time on the project. The gratuitous violence, though, is inappropriate and in very bad taste. You need to exercise more discretion. (laughs) Violence is a part of life, I'm afraid, but graphic. Avoidable violence to children and to Santa Claus shows poor judgment. And your parents got a phone call. They did. He called uh, my parents. My mom had to talk him down a little bit. So he and was, I turned out okay. Well, <laughs> so no. jury's out. Is. We've Here adapted Eric's story to yes. this theatrical presentation. This is the radio version of Santa Claus, your Halloween special. Ten-year-old Billy Schultz is with Santa Claus, but he's not having a good time. Santa has Billy tied down. A giant blade is hanging a few feet above him. The blade will fall and impale him in 40 seconds. Ho, ho, ho. You haven't been a good boy this year, Billy. That's why I am killing you. What? Uh, I thought I'd just get cold for Christmas. Well, sure, if you do one thing wrong. But you've been naughty all year long. The clock was ticking down. Three, two, one. 
the large blade fell. Ah! And Billy awoke in his bed, cold and sweaty. Huh. 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 What a nightmare. It felt so real. The next day at school, Billy and his friends were goofing off as they did on the playground during recess. Billy called to a second grader, looking to show off in front of his buddies. Hey, kid, come on over here. What? Why? Because I told you to. Come here. The frightened boy walked over to the group. Billy immediately pushed him to the ground. Everybody laughed as the second grader ran off crying. (laughs) Let's go find some lunch money to steal. Brody was one of Billy's friends. I'm done doing mean things to kids. What? Why? Well, they save your naughty. Santa Claus won't give you any presents. Billy's heart sank. He immediately thought of his nightmare, the one with the blade that fell on him, and how Santa threatened to kill him. Then he snapped. Oh, yeah, you would believe in that stuff. Billy stormed off, ignoring his friends for the rest of the day. That night, Billy was walking alone in an office building. He heard a noise turned around and saw Santa Claus charging at him with an axe. You're dead, Billy. Ho, ho. Ah! Billy ran. He jumped into a cubicle and hid under the desk. Where was he? Whose office was this? Santa quickly spotted him and ran at him, swinging the axe. Billy ducked as the axe hit a computer. Billy took off with Chris Kringle right behind him. Another swing of the axe. It narrowly missed. Santa had him cornered next to the copier and that small coffee machine everybody liked. He began to laugh. Ho, ho, ho. Santa swung and... Ah! Billy woke up, screaming. (sighs) 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 Not another nightmare. I think I'm going crazy. The next day, Billy was silent. He never said a word the whole day. After school, he slowly walked home. When he got there, he saw his mother reading the bestseller Murder at My Friend Frank's by Eric Bilstead. Hey there, Tiger. What's wrong? Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Billy slowly walked up the stairs to his room. When he entered, he saw his bed. No! No! I could never sleep again! His mother heard the scream and ran upstairs. Billy had fainted. Billy then found himself in a strange dungeon. He looked around, and there he was. He saw Santa, this time with a knife. This time, there is no way to escape. You will die, Billy. You can't kill me. This is only a dream. Haven't you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? If you die in your dream, you die in real life. Oh, oh, oh. No! Billy ran, with St. Nick right behind him. He got to a dead end, and Santa had him trapped. Ho, ho, ho! Ah! Billy woke up. He was on the couch in the living room at home. His mom, dad, and his older sister, Carol, were standing above him. Billy, oh my God, are you okay? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I need to get up. No, son, you need to rest and get some sleep. Sleep? No! Billy, what in the world has gotten into you? He's always been a reject. All right, Carol, that's enough. Your brother doesn't need any stress. You can leave now. Billy noticed that his mom had put on some Christmas music to calm him. The song he heard gave him chills. Oh, why me? After a week of more nightmares and often sleepless nights, it was finally Christmas Eve. Billy was hoping to make it one more day, hoping Santa would leave him alone once Christmas had passed. Billy 
found himself strolling in a toy factory. There were all kinds of tools around. As he studied the room, he realized where he was. Wait a minute, I know this place. This is Santa's workshop. Then he heard that laugh that he had grown so familiar. <laughs> there he was, Santa Claus, his eyes devil red, his beard long and messy. Sweat was pouring down his face from the big fur coat he was wearing, and he held a black and decker chainsaw in his right hand. Santa was laughing as hard as he could. It was a scary sound. He ran at Billy, swinging the chainsaw. Billy ran, climbed up what appeared to be a large machine. He jumped onto a platform, pulled onto a lever, and that fired up that machine. It was activated now. Wood was moving on a conveyor belt into a shredder before paintbrushes would create it into a toy. Billy stared in amazement. Whoa, like a, a giant toy maker. Just then, Santa grabbed him and held him over the shredder. Blades spun below him as he was face to face with the old man. Bye-bye, Billy. Ho, ho, ho. Santa again began to laugh hysterically. As he did, Billy looked around, saw a screwdriver, and jammed it into Santa's heart ceremoniously. Ho, 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 ho. No. Ho, there was a bright red flash, no. and Billy woke up. Ha, ha, ha. I did it! I defeated Santa Claus! He was back in his room, on his bed, and it was Christmas morning. Hey, it's Christmas, let's go! The brother and sister excitedly ran down the stairs. It was 7 a.m., and their parents were still sleeping on this Christmas morning. When they got to the living room, the Christmas tree was there, but that was it. There were no presents. The floor was empty. What the heck? Where are the presents? Did Santa not come or something? I killed Santa! <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> dark! Holy dark! Oh, Man. boy! Bilston, why not let you talk? <laughs> you are a sick little kid. You were a sick little Santa. kid. Well, uh, so, I mean, he had to defeat the, the yeah, bad guy. Well, it's a Halloween radio show. Okay. Well, if you want to hear it again and again and again, <laughs> Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Text the word SHOW. The 855-616-1620. Getting a lot of compliments, actually. And by the way, kudos to Greg Pancake Hill for producing one of the best things I've ever heard. That was fantastic. Well done, my friend. Well done. Appreciate you. <laughs> and Santa's still alive and well. It's just a story. Okay. Mostly compliments on the, <laughs> on the old National Bank talk and text line. It was pretty cool. This is a funny story. Thanks. I'm laughing. Lauren does raise a good point. Couldn't you use Milwaukee tools? Ah, see, That's I didn't. With the Black I, and Decker. When I was right, 12, thank you, Lauren. when I wrote the story at 12, I was not <laughs> was aware of Milwaukee tool. Okay. Black and Decker. <laughs> Greg, that actually was extraordinarily well produced. Yeah, good. I'm glad everyone, or some people. How it. many hours? Um, All together, when like recording, producing, and post, uh, probably three and a half to four hours. Well, you think about the production value alone, even if the plot line was a little sick, that was amazing. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. That's the writing. It's not Greg's uh, fault. It's funny you say that, Debbie. Someone just texted in, uh, should I call the doctor? <laughs> Should have done that a long time ago, I think. 8.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
WTMJ W277CV and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. This in on the old National Bank Talk and Text line. Up until today, I thought Eric was a nice, normal guy. <laughs> no, I am. I <laughs> now swear. I'm worried. The word is show. S H O W to the old National Bank Talk and Text line 855-616. We'll send the 616-1620. We'll send the WTMJ Wisconsin's Morning News Halloween Radio Show right to you. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. We each another update on the road shortly. Snow showers today, this morning, and then again this afternoon, perhaps mixing in with some rain. Up to two inches of accumulation away from Lake Michigan and a high of 38 degrees. Right now at 32 in Milwaukee.